What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for watching On the Town with Tanya again. We are back, uh, and this week we are celebrating children who survived abuse and are now in adults. We salute you. Our hats go off to you. It is a, a very hard thing to do. So anyone who survives, we, we personally uh, salute you. Tonight's guest is a survivor of child abuse and is here to tell her story. Um, as you guys all know, I love a good a warrior, I call them. I call them warriors. Um, I, I love warriors who liked, who refuse to let their past haunt them. Um, I, I survived sexual abuse um, and mental abuse from two former foster brothers um, from nine to 15 years old. Um, basically, I was their sex slave, let's just say. Uh, I told only one person my whole life because I didn't want, you know, during my childhood because, uh, I, you know, the threat, I didn't know how serious the threat really was, but it turned out um, I probably could have told more people. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I survived by protecting my mind and uh, I seek others like me who can share their stories uh, to save lives. You are not alone and I'm proud of you for speaking up. Silence has killed many of us because we had no one to identify with. This show, I hope, I hope will inspire, uh, inspire others to share their stories. I thank you for sharing your story. Uh, and I hope that we will all reach healing uh, and triumph. Um, so she is a former foster youth, like I said before, and a child abuse survivor. And she's now uh, an abuse advocate and an advocate for foster youth. Please walk, welcome Jessica Green. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. That's good. Thank you so much uh, for for uh, coming to share your story today. I really appreciate you. Um, before we start, um, uh, how are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Where are you calling from now? You're in Virginia? Huntington, West Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Okay. I thought no, I Huntington, West Virginia. West Virginia. Excuse West Virginia. Me. To yeah. the West. That's right. Yeah. We're okay. the West of Virginia there. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, you know, we had you here today cause we wanted to, to, uh, share a piece of your story. Um, can you tell us when you first went into foster care and just give us a brief synopsis of your story? Um, well, I was first introduced to the foster care uh, system, which was kinship care when I was 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I didn't actually get removed by CPS and put into the foster care system permanently until I was 13. Wow. Now, um, how, like, how did you, um, you said to your 13, so you, you were with family before that? No. Yes and no. I was in. I was removed by CPS mm -hmm. between the ages of ten and thirteen. Okay. Um, but I was in kinship care. I was sent home. Mm -hmm. what, then said? I was taken out by CPS, mm -hmm. placed in foster care, returned mm -hmm. home, and then I finally ended up in uh, 
staying in care from 13 to 18. Now, I refused to go home. What was the first reason why you went for the first time? Oh, whenever I was removed by CPS, mm -hmm. uh, it was due to the sexual, physical, emotional, and domestic violence in my home. Okay. All right. So, and so, and they, so now I don't know, things may be different. Um, you're younger than me, but I don't know. I know things are different now, but isn't there a procedure that people have to go to, to get their kids back, especially with allegations like that? And my mom jumped through the hoops that she had to do to get me right. back. Okay. And then her boyfriend went after me. Okay. So yeah, that's, uh, <sighs> wow. And so um, how did you, so let me see, you went to another home, uh, no, you went to kinder care and then uh, now, so it was the boyfriend that went after you. It wasn't your dad or nobody in the family first, the first time they called. Actually, my, my dad and my brother mm -hmm. were both sexually abusive to me and my dad was physically abusive and so was my brother as well. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So when you went to Kendrick care, did you, and I, I'm not asking. My like, brother continued. Okay. He picked that, up where my dad left off. I was going to ask who, who was the Kendrick care? Was their brother? That's no, the kinship oh. care. Um, I went to stay with my aunt. Okay. And your brother went with you? Yes. Okay. Cause you know why I'm making, trying to make this link. It's very important uh, for people to know that oftentimes when, um, you know, when there's that kind of abuse going on, you often have to make sure the other children are not bothering the other children, let's say. That's a big thing. And a lot of people miss it all the time. They miss it. It's just sometimes it's clear as day, but people miss it. I, I don't understand that. And then why would I send you back to my parents' house if I turned out messed up? Did anybody think about that, right? Like, I don't know. That's just me. I don't understand uh, how that happens. But so you, um, you know, uh, those that harmed you, did they have to go to jail or anything? Uh, what what ended up happening? Happening, or how did it get? How did it get revealed? First of all, uh, well, I told the cat program at school, and <laughs> six months later, CPS shows up at the door. Mm -hmm. um, they left me there. Told him he had to leave. Mm -hmm. Short version. Um, mm -hmm. of course, and uh, left me there, never came back, and then oh, oh. house burned down, changed uh, counties, changed uh, schools. What? So, you went with them again? He never left. He uh, moved, to, he lived in the van on our driveway. Wow, and that's probably <sighs> so. CPS wouldn't know, that's probably why they never came back. That's crazy. See, I see. I really think that we have to hold them responsible. I mean, even at uh, at your age now, um, they have no statute of limitations for child sexual abuse. Um, but I would definitely be holding someone accountable because if if we don't, I just feel like that's why the agencies stay the way they are, the ones that are bad. Um, and if a CPS worker is bad, she did, they don't need to be. They don't need to be, exactly. My friend said unconscionable. Yeah, they don't. Uh, I just don't. Um, I just don't think we should be giving, uh, allowing easy passes to people that were supposed to protect us that are double traumatizing us by putting us back in the hands of a victim. You know what I'm saying? I like mine was told when I was 15, you know, I had to stay there till I was 18. Now, no, it didn't happen again. That's true. And, and that's what my mom promised that would never happen again. So that's true. But do you imagine, you know what I'm talking about when I say to look in that goddamn guy's face every day. And he told me I'll never get caught. They'll never believe me. They'll only believe you. They will only believe me, not you. So do you know how that tort that's double torture? 
you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. that's why we tell and that's why we hold them accountable. Because if we don't, you know, victims become re-traumatized over and over again, you know? The neighbors um, knew, the family knew mm. because I told them. Wow. They didn't want to get involved. Everybody was too afraid of my dad. Mm, mm, mm. It took a cop coming on a wild goose chase mm -hmm. to my school for mm. me to get help. Mm, mm, mm. And what about mom? Did she know early that you were being abused physically and sexually or did she not know? My mom knew about everything except for uh, the sexual abuse. And even when she found out, she didn't believe me. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm finding this out too. It appears that people, I always say we attract exactly what we got in our childhood. And so usually uh, while there are people who have been abused and they attract great mates, they got it, they get it, they did the therapy, they did the work, or some people just get lucky or whatever. So that happens. But there are many people who were traumatized as children, right? And And so if they didn't get the proper help, I'm pretty sure you're gonna attract exactly what you got in your childhood. So even if you don't know it subconsciously, I don't know how we do this, but when we pick our partners, it's usually reflective of our childhood. You know, mm -hmm. uh, That's why it's very important to make sure that your partner understands everything you went through because then they can say, huh, I'm not ready for that. Or they can say, hmm, I, I get that. And I think this is where we can go into the healing part. You know? Mm -hmm. It's crucial. It's so crucial. And I, I, I really wanted you here too, because I just think that, you know, whether it's our foster family or our birth family, it doesn't matter. You're traumatized. You're traumatized. Um, we have to learn as people how to hear when people are victims and how to really help victims and then how to stop the predators. Mm -hmm. Things have to go on. And, and if everybody's on the same page, it can go on. But if nobody's you know, nobody's saying anything and the therapist keeps sending you back and saying, well, are you feeling well today? I'm like, I've been giving you the hints that I've been sexually abused forever. And you never took one of the hints, like not one, you know? So um, I don't know. What what advice um, would you give anyone that was going through, you know, maybe they're at home and they're being uh, sexually abused or physically abused um, by um, a family member or, or a stranger, doesn't matter. I would say use your voice, tell your truth and keep telling it until you get the help you need. That's it. That's it. Keep telling it. And um, what, I'm That's trying to what think. I did. Yeah. No, I'm proud of you for that. What age were you when you actually told and got and finally got someone to say, okay, I hear you, girl. I, I saw was, you you was it that the group home you went into? No, that wasn't. The oh, one? that was years later. Oh, that was years later. Okay. So, okay. So that's different. So you were I was 10 years old. Oh, really? So when you finally got the help, you were 10. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And now with all, through all this stuff and moving, you, it probably has affected your school. Oh yeah. I got my first F in fifth grade uh -huh. and I missed most of middle school. Wow. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. So I know, um, what, what do you think can help foster you for any youth that's going through abuse right now? Is there anything that we're missing? Um, I think that education and knowledge is the one thing that no one can ever take from you. Mm -hmm. And that's something I held on to. I learned that from a play in first grade mm -hmm. and it helped me through a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because yeah. it enabled me to channel 
the negative energy I had into productivity. Mm -hmm. That is so important. I, I totally, totally get that. And I tell people all, uh, all the time, my clients used to think I was crazy. And I'd be like, what is your gift? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what is your gift? Focus on that. That right there will get you through anything. If you focus on, you know, singing, writing, organizing, whatever that is, that right there is, I know the divine maker knew exactly what he was doing because he gave us all a gift. Most of us just never find it. We never find it. And, and usually victims uh, find it because we have the process somehow. So we do comedy or we do acting, whatever it is, you know, any, it could be anything, sewing, whatever. Um, and we find it by accident, you know, um, but it really can save your life. I think mm -hmm. it really saves it's your a significant life. motivator and driving force. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I had got some, um, statistics from, uh, from rain and, um, I thought that some of this was very interesting. So here's one. Um, they say eight out of 10 rapes are by someone that the victim knows. Um, so you guys, um, you can always go to rain.org. They have great stats on everything, like not just not, whether it's uh, children or adults or they go by color, the age. I mean, they have it all down. So one of the things um, they were saying, child sexual abuse is widespread every nine minutes. Nine minutes, guys. CPS finds evidence for a claim of child sexual abuse. Can you imagine every nine minutes? Like that's that's fifty-seven thousand three hundred and twenty-nine are abused a year. People in general. Uh, so they broke it down, and they said thirty-four percent are under the age of twelve. So that's like one in nine girls and one in fifty-three boys under eighteen. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else they said. Um, 39% um, of the crimes are committed by an acquaintance, somebody we know. So that's a lot. And that's, that, that makes sense. 19.5% is a total stranger. And 33% is a former spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, wow. Lover. Um, wow. And then 6%, sorry about that. My dog wanted to chime in. The six percent uh, by more than one person, uh, so the victim can't remember. Sadly to say, uh, and two point five percent by a non-spouse relative. Is that right? So then they have a uh, wow. Ninety-three percent of teens and kids knew their perpetrator. I didn't know that one. That's a big one. Wow. Thirty-four percent were family members, and fifty percent of the perps are 30 years or older. Wow, that's that's a lot. Whew, that's a lot. Uh, I have to take that in for a minute. So, wow, just the fact of uh, how many, every, I mean, that's just, didn't you mean every nine minutes? That's that's like so, um, so Damn many. Me. Yeah, and it, it's so many. It's not even like, that's crazy. And that's only that's reported. That's the sad part about that. Imagine all the kids that are missing that they haven't found or people that have it not in the system that are unreported. Um, you know, uh, it's crazy. And that's that's kind of why I wanted you to hear. And I appreciate you for, for taking the time to share your story. Um, whatever happened to your dad and your brother is what I'd like to know. Uh, well, my dad got... Mm -hmm. uh, my dad got 45 to 105 years without the possibility of parole. Thank God. 
Uh, his psychological found him to be an ingrained pedophile, mm-hmm. incapable of rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brother, um, he um, ended up in the ponds in Virginia mm-hmm. because he slid his wrist, white blood on the walls, and held up his ROTC class with a gun. And he died of a drug overdose in 2020, uh, January. Uh, and then uh, my dad, um, he died in, of COVID in November of 2020. Okay. Well, I know um, as a victim, uh, that karma is good. Uh, so I'm just saying, I know for me, that's uh, it's a relief uh, when your perpetrator is deceased, so, so to speak. Um it's just, um, to me, it's a relief. It's one less thing you have to think about. One less person um, that you have to worry about coming back to bother you. So that's just me. Um, so uh, now, do you keep in touch with anybody else in your family? Uh, I'm pretty much the black sheep. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, uh, we- I, I think there's only two people in my biological family on my mom's side that I talk to at all and two people on my dad's side. Okay. So that's all right. It happens. I mean, you know, no one's, there's a lot of families can't deal with it because that represents them, especially if it's your brother and it's your uncle and it's your son. I mean, what, what am I going to say? Yeah, that's my son. I mean, you're not going to be happy about that. So. Well, I have, uh, it tore my dad on like my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. It pretty much split them in two. Mm -hmm. Um, my brother actually died trying to get him out. Uh, one of my brothers died trying to get him out. Wow. While he was try- while he was going to law school, he ended up with esophageal cancer mm-hmm. and died. He was trying to get your dad out of jail? Is that right? What? That's crazy. Uh, I think and then that- my then my sister supported him the whole time he was in prison. Well, you know, I mean, and that's what I'm going to say. She was with you when you were younger, wasn't she? So yeah. that, that happens yeah. a lot. No, she wasn't. She so, was in a separate family. So she never got to see him. So she never got abused. Oh no, she was she was shot at by him. Okay, because I was going to say usually there's they got it just as bad as we did. Wow. So then, yeah, she's some people are the protectors. They don't want to. I wasn't know. his first victim. I was his last. Mm, good for you. That should have been your title of your book. I see that you're working on a book, um, and. Um, We'll let our viewers know when it's done, but um, I think we got Rise, Strength, Shatter, Chi Rose. Yeah, I can't wait for that book because uh, um, just all the information I read about you is just amazing that you, you're a warrior, you survived, you still have a beautiful smile out there. I saw it, I saw it earlier. Um, and that, that, that to me is always um, the victim winning. You know, actually not a victim, you're a victor, uh, you know, and you're a survivor. So I appreciate you so much for um, for sharing your story and your truth. Um, so I want to see what some of the people are saying here um, and see if anybody's uh, got any questions. Hi, Christopher. Hey, Christopher. Um, how are you? Hey, Donna. Uh, let's see, Tony. Um, anybody had questions? I know, Tony, unconsciousable. I, I can't even imagine, right? Um Uh, Yes, the federal government, he says, 
needs to start a ad campaign on child sex abuse. Yes, I know. And, you know, they always avoid it. I don't know how. But it turns out, never mind. I won't say what I was going to say. Turns out a lot of people that are the, uh, you know, in the right places. Like, look at Epstein. He knew all the top people in, in courts and everywhere. So it's crazy. Um, yeah. No. Um, it should be a capital crime. Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. I honestly think that I'm like, why? I knew a guy. He only got, they were going to give him three years. But because the kid was too young to go testify, um, well, I think the mother should have, I would have made him testify because there's no way you're going to walk on this. Uh, but uh, he, um, the 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 dad got like something crazy, like eight months. And I was like, eight months for sexually abusing your grandchild at like four years old? Like that's five years old. That's crazy. You know, but that that's kind of the laws that they, the laws are horrible. Um, they're not in the, the favor of the victim. Um, and, uh, you're right, Tony, we need to do something about that. And, and that, and that comes with our community, whatever community you're in, we need to, uh, do petitions and try to see how to get that change because people really don't, they don't really, yeah, it is a joke. They don't really get, they don't really get, um, that much time. I, I, I'm boggled by, I went to, I went into a court for something else. I was trying to support somebody when a, when a client and I went in and heard this guy before us and he was like a rich pedophile. <laughs> and I don't know how this guy got to go home. I was like, wow. So he just pays a fine and that's it. I don't, I didn't know all the circumstances around the case, but it was just, I, I was like, wait a minute. So he sexually abused somebody and this is okay. Like what? So I don't know. I don't think the crimes, um, the time fits uh, the crime. And, and the reason why I say that is because children are so vulnerable and it's like once it's done, you can't really take it back. Yes, we can move forward sometimes. Yes, we can, you know, keep our sanity sometimes, but there's many who haven't. There's many who've committed suicide, um, homicide. Um, and then you get like the Jeffrey Dahmers and the people who extensively took it a whole nother level, the Charles Mansons of the world. Uh, so it, 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 it's something that needs to be looked at because you can't take back a kid's innocence once you, once you ruin that trust. Uh, so anyway, any last, uh, advice, uh, for us, um, before, um, I run my little ad there. Any last, um, last advice? Never give up. Yes. That's a good one. Never give up. So if you're out there, you're listening, if you're a child or a young person um, or your social worker, listen, up. listen to kids when they never, they never usually lie about something like that. And they usually give you clues and hints, you know? So uh, please stop putting them back in the home of the worst person. That's the worst. So many stories. Um, but thank you. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to... Um, show uh uh i end, usually end with a video and with um and with an advertisement so i hope you guys don't mind um now this goes splits the screen in half but let's see we're gonna do it anyway i'm gonna play this song and actually i'll do my advertisement first let's see if it can work out here guys give me a minute and i will go off the screen and put up the ad okay ready let's see uh let's see there we go. There we go. All right, guys. So if you need a comedian for hire, uh, Tony Viagra is the comic you are looking for. Professional stand-up comedian, uh, Tony Viagra comedy at gmail.com. And you can reach him at the number 717-468-0177. 
uh, we thank you very much. Uh, so that's our advertisement sponsor for the day. Um, Tony Viagra, if you need a comedian. Um, and um, so I guess we're done for the week, guys. Uh, I'm going to play the famous video again of Tatiana. <laughs> and then uh, uh, we'll end. Uh, but thank you so much. If you guys have a question, put it in the chat. If I see it after this video, I will put it up. And so give me a minute. I'm going to play this video. All right. Here we go. I'm Thank you so much, guys, for watching. I see another uh, comment up here. Who's this? Let's see. Um, somebody said, oh, you like the video? <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Tony. That's Tatiana. I always forget to plug the door child. I'm sorry. Tatiana, it's called Hurt You. Um, that's the video. You can see it on YouTube. You can buy it at Apple, Spotify, all the above. Um, thank you so much, uh, guys, for watching. I cannot believe it's Thursday already. Time is, is it me or time is moving so fast? Like, it's just... It's just going, going, going. Uh, but I thank you guys. I will see you again uh, Saturday on uh, Five Black Comics at 5 p.m. And I'll see you on Sunday on The Town with Tanya again. I'll talk to you guys later. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much for watching. Bye. Bye.